Ryan Fleming can help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. It's another edition of the Pilot's Advisor. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Walter Storholt alongside Ryan Fleming of Retire Pilots. And on today's program, we're going to be talking about retirement planning from a psychologist's point of view. Now, we always talk about the money side of financial and retirement planning, but what about the mental aspect of that big life change? Well, today we're going to break down an article that was written by a licensed professional counselor named uh, Kate Schroeder for Psychology Today, and it was titled The Psychological Investment in Retirement. We're going to break all that down on the show today. Before we dive in, though, let's introduce you to Ryan in case you're new to the program. Ryan, good to be with you, man. How are you? Doing wonderful, Walter. Uh, this is I'm um, at home and on during normal business hours, so this is actually uh, feel quite awake and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, we uh, the past several months have included some very unique recordings, right? Like one from a cruise ship while I was walking on the beach. That was a really fun one, I think. And then uh, ones where you've been like after I don't know a twenty four hours straight on a plane you know, sleepy in Japan, uh, not really knowing what's happening around you. So it's nice to just both be on the same wavelength for once, right? Well, you know, I'm a pretty horrible podcaster anyway, and then you add in some <laughs> sleep deprivation in there. I don't even know what we talk about sometimes. but We just like to keep the expectations low, Ryan. So that, that way, like when you, that when you get on an ideal, an ideal playing surface, if you will, uh, then, then, you know, you have no, no choice but to perform well. It's going to be good. Well, the the good news is we get clients that reach out and tell tell me how much they appreciate the podcast. So we got to kind of keep doing it, even though it's it. You know, I do bring such poor quality to podcasting. <laughs> um, but like, it's your humility life, that people really connect with. I think right. <laughs> there, there has to be the lowest common denominator. There's always got to be that. So. Hey, there's no doubt about it. We keep it real on this show, right? Like, uh, there's there's a little bit of that, like theater of the mind. Well, on this show, we we just lean all into it. Hey, you're on a beach walking. You want to still do the show? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? All right, perfect. I think people like that. So. Uh, let's dive into this article. Let's have some fun with this one so we can you know, sidestep a little bit of that deep financial talk for today's episode. But I don't think this is any less important as, again, this author kind of draws out in this article, uh, which we'll link to in the show notes, by the way, if anybody wants to check that out. So one of the key points uh, in the article that I found interesting, Ryan, was that you know few people consider the consequence of walking away from the life and the routine that has likely defined them for decades. We often understand the gravity of walking away from the paycheck, but not so much of walking away from the routine. Have you seen that in a lot of the pilots that you've worked with? Well, absolutely. And you wonder, you know, there's there's many pilots that have a hobby or they're ready to do all these things that they've never gotten to do. And there's others that don't have anything. And those are the ones you worry about. It is. Work becomes our life and it defines everything that we're walking around. And I'll be the first to admit, I can't vacation very well. Like I think my wife could walk away for weeks on end and not think twice about it. And after a couple of days, I'm ready to get back to, to the work just because I'm so used to that. That's just what my, my, my body and my brain are used to. So from a psychological standpoint, truly letting go what has defined us for years and years and years, it's a, it's a bittersweet thing. Yeah, I think that's a really key point to make and uh, one that's uh, a big struggle for a lot of people is just wrapping their brains around that change. Maybe that really underscores the importance of trying to establish some hobbies, some things to do, some alternatives before, uh, some responsibilities even, maybe volunteering, just getting involved in the community in some way, shape, or form uh, before you retire so that that's already established when you then flip that switch. 
Absolutely. And, and being an airline pilot is one of the few jobs where you're not nine to five, Monday through Friday. So you can really, as I like to call it, pull the throttles back and start tiptoeing into retirement, start feeling what it's going to be like and not doing it full on all at once. So you can slowly, from a psychological standpoint, understand that you might be home for more than a week or two and, and not have any major responsibilities. And then I always joke um, that that spouse is used to you being gone for half the month. So tiptoe into that because it's going to be a transitional period for for your spouse as well. I just recently had a, a retirement transition that makes that caused this article to speak to me, which I think is great that we brought it up because um, I recently retired from the Air Force Reserve flying C-17s out of Charleston. And, you know, I've been in the Air Force since 97 when I went to the academy. And, you know, such a huge part of your life, more than half my life has been in the Air Force. And, and I was ready to walk away. But like we talked about with it being bittersweet, it's really, really sad too. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to have to worry about or deal with that again. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a really good point. I think something else, Ryan, that this author said was that research shows the number one thing, number one thing retirees struggle with is finding consistent, lasting, and genuine meaning. And uh, it sounds like it's not even a problem that's just like in the first couple of weeks of retirement, but something that lasts for quite a while if you can't problem solve it out of the gate. Well, absolutely. And, you, you know, we do let work define who we are, which is kind of unfortunate, but a lot of people do what they do because they feel like they're having some sort of positive impact on society. And it doesn't matter what you do. You, you psychologically find that like, hey, I'm, you know, what I'm doing is important because X, Y, and Z, or I'm contributing because of X, Y, and Z. And once you walk away from that, if you don't have something in your life, whether it's giving back to the community or, or helping out some way, you wake up. And if you don't have some reason to wake up besides turning on the TV, then it, you start wandering through life for sure. Hey, if you're ready to have clarity and thrive in your retirement, you're in the right place. And I've got another resource for you to check out. Go to retirepilots.com and look right there on the homepage. You'll be able to click Get My Free Toolkit. What this is going to do is help you get for free Ryan's Retirement Toolkit. This is going to include his two books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilot's Retire Early, revealing the nine critical decisions when retiring and the seven lessons to save your retirement. Not only does it include the books, but lots of other goodies packed into this free toolkit that'll be sent to you ASAP. It's a great starting place for any pilot to begin their retirement journey. Go to retirepilots.com. Now, some people view their time off or their break as a more stressful period because they're not going, I don't know, they're not going into something productive or tangible like work was for many years. So it's it's not so much of just like, oh, I've got all this free time on my hands now. You actually want to have something tangible and productive to go into. And again, that, that all comes to like that prior planning uh, element. Well, and I, th I think we keep bringing up similar themes here is having purpose. Like what is your purpose for waking up in the morning now before it was, okay, I have to go to work or I have to provide for my family. Well, you've done all that hard, hard work and now it's time for you to relax and enjoy. Um, but if you can't find something to wake up for or make yourself feel good about yourself, it can be a struggle. And I find that a lot of people talk about all these things that they're going to do once they retire. But when retirement comes around, they don't truly jump in and, and embrace and do those things because it takes a little bit of uh, implementation and motivation to go do it. So how, how have you seen clients mentally prepare for retirement 
even years before they reach the date. Have you seen some people uh, in any specific examples or stories of where you've seen people really start to kind of identify that need and, and then work toward that goal? Well, I think it's amazing how I, I see both far cry of sides. And I, I know I didn't say that very well, but like there's some people that will go camping and take an RV and start traveling across the country even before they're retiring to try to start taking that first step of those things that they wanted to do, or they have a woodworking shop in their in their garage, or maybe they like general aviation and they own a couple airplanes and they like teaching young students how to fly on the side. And so they already have that life outside of the airline set up that they're going to walk right into and continue down that path. And then there's others that you see that really have nothing besides flying for the airline, nothing. They're so attached that some of them even retire from the airline and come back as not a, a line pilot, but doing sim instruction and and the like. And I and I respect somebody that wants to work that hard and wants to continue, you know, being being a productive member of society, but it's almost sad when you can't go back and and uh really start focusing on spending more time with your family. Um this is totally out in left field, but you know how I like to play this, Walter. It, it kind of reminds me of Tom Brady and Giselle right now that's in the news. It's big time. <laughs> that's right. Tom, Tom's having a hard time leaving football behind. That's and of right. Course He's that's having trouble letting go. Life. Yeah. Yeah. But Giselle's a little upset because, you know, he hasn't been home for the last 20 some years. Missed, you know, Christmases and, and Thanksgiving. That's normally during football season. And she feels like it's time for him to come home and spend a little bit more time with his family. And Tom's whole purpose or whole identity in life has been football all this time. And uh, if he wasn't the greatest of all time, I'd say, hey, Tom, go go home and spend time with your family. But it is kind of hard to to bring the uh, the goat away from the game, I guess. And and so uh, everybody everybody deals with this and it's kind of a struggle. So, you know, I, I think take take it for what it's worth. But uh, it's definitely a transitional period that people deal with and it's hard. Very, very true, Ryan. And uh, we're, again, we're talking about the psychologist's point of view of preparing for retirement. Uh, how do you help people specifically kind of pull through this difficulty, Ryan? Is it something where you're having to push back on folks a little bit? Or do you just, where do you set your boundaries or your lines and be like, well, I mean, it's, it's really the client's business for how they want to spend their time in retirement. I'm not going to get involved. Or do you really push back because you've just seen how difficult it is when people retire and they don't have that plan? Do you take on that responsibility as an advisor? Well, I think we have a lot of conversations before they retire to help prepare them emotionally you know, to envision what that retirement's going to look like. Because believe it or not, people are pretty good at at least talking about it and starting to think about it as it gets closer. I wish they would look at it 10 or 15 years out to start planning for retirement, but that's, I guess, where I come in. But, you know, one to two years out, they start emotionally really starting to think about it. And we talk about some of those issues and having something else. And, and as you build out that retirement income plan, it starts making them visualize and see it a little bit more and they start talking to their spouse about things they might want to do. Um, so you, you try to get them in the mindset, but everyone, once they actually step into retirement, handles it differently. You know, we, we all have a plan, but when it comes to implementing it, some, some are good and some don't do such a, a great job of traveling or doing some of those other things that they want to do. Um, I just like to say that I'm, I'm here for my clients when they want to talk about it or if they do struggle with some of those things. Um, unfortunately, pilots don't have a great track record of living a long, long time after they retire, which is very unfortunate. 
Mm, that's too bad. And and maybe some of that indeed points to this conversation today. You know, this article wasn't written for pilots, but I wonder, Ryan, if uh, maybe it's it's most applicable to the, you know, pilot industry. Well, I think that's what, you know, what we do with our, you know, bodies flying backside of the clock across multiple time zones, especially being an international pilot. I mean, it's not good for you. We all know that. But what it screams to me is enjoy life as much as you can right now. But also, it's a hard conversation, but let's plan and protect your family. Let's protect that pension because if you don't live for multiple years after you retire, well, your your family's left unprotected. So it brings up some estate planning issues, some pension protection issues that I highly recommend we talk about earlier versus later. Well, all of those things can be talked about along with the financial elements, of course, when you come in for a review of your financial plan. And Ryan is, after all, the pilot's advisor. It's why we talk to him each episode and why he has this show to talk to you about planning for retirement, especially as it relates to pilots and uh, knowing the unique challenges and things that you go through, not only in your working years, but the challenges that retirement positions toward you as well. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about working with Ryan, you can go to retirepilots.com. That's retirepilots.com. That's also where you can get the retirement toolkit that we talk about often here on the show and that you've certainly heard about before. It's at retirepilots.com, where you can always call or text Ryan directly at 843-475-3038. 843-475-3038. Get in touch, have a conversation about uh, your financial future and planning for retirement in a way that's uh, you know easy, approachable, and uh, maybe even a little fun. I mean, you, you're a pretty fun guy, Ryan, I can tell by talking to you on this show. So, <laughs> um, I try to be. Try to be, try to be. So you try to make the process a little fun for folks too, I know, which is uh, an important element as well. Uh, we'll put all that contact info in the description of today's show so you can find it easily as well. Uh, that's it for this one, Ryan. Appreciate your help and the guidance today. Well, Walter, we appreciate you so much stepping up no matter where the hell I am in the world, (laughs) trying to figure out a time where we can talk and uh, trying to answer some of those questions that pilots send into us and and talk about some of the issues in dealing with retirement. So we appreciate you and all the impact you have on this world. You're the man. And uh, I I love, uh, I'm going to tell you what, I've, I've had some really unique broadcasts in my life. I think number one was one of my very first broadcasts back when I was in high school. I did a high school football game on a cell phone, and this was, you know, a good ways ago when cell phones weren't like they are today. So the batteries didn't last very long, uh, but I did it on a cell phone on the sideline in the middle of a Category 1 hurricane. Um, it was it was the high school high school playoffs, and this team hadn't made the playoffs in I don't know like thirty years, and so the radio station that I worked for every year the phone line we used to broadcast games on like a landline phone line you'd have to order it and have it activated at the beginning of the season well it always cut off at the end of october because this team never made the playoffs in 30 years and they finally made the playoffs but we forgot at the radio station to like extend the phone line order an extra week so we showed up to the stadium and the phone line was cut off and uh, so we had to use our cell phones but it was in the middle of a maybe in a tropical storm uh, maybe not a hurricane but it was pouring down rain um and i was we parked a van with the guy i was broadcasting with parked his van on like the five yard line right along the sideline and then he stayed inside the van trying to do color commentary trying to see what was happening and then i did play-by-play running up and down the sidelines in the middle of the storm but the cell phone batteries were so bad back then i had to run back to the car and plug in to recharge while we were in the middle of the broadcast every once in a while so it was that sounds hilarious it was awesome the early days the early days walter i rank our beach 
slash cruise podcast right up there with uh, some some pretty fun places to do a show from. So uh, you, you, sir, are in my top five for sure of fun shows that I've done in my in my time. So in any event, well, good. I like to hear that. No matter where we are, we're going to pull the show off. The show must go on after all, right? That's the key. Uh, the Pilot's Advisor. We'll have another episode coming up soon. Come back and join us for that one. For Ryan, I'm Walter. We'll see you next time. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.